Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. The debt ceiling and credit card bills. Uh, the debt ceiling just keeps on rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. And Doc, what do we do? We take that pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream make yeah, and we're probably not going to talk about the debt ceiling this week, but we are going to talk about... I mean, it is worth mentioning Biden signed a bill to increase the debt ceiling. <laughs> but that's about all we really need to say to talk about it. Yay! Avoid economic collapse. Yeah, because we got that DC fandom event to talk about. I have some other things. Some like, other things? Some lighthouse updates. Some lighthouse updates. Everybody who tried to associate for man as American, half of them are upset because, well, he swings both ways. Ah, I saw that. I saw that. In the age of inclusivity, that also means corrupting some of it. Ooh, corrupting might be a rough choice of words there. Ah, we also got some uh, Donald Trump news, so we will be talking a little bit of politics this week. Let's start with this week in history, one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. On this day in history, on one week from today. On this day in history. October 23rd. In 42 BC. Whoa. The Roman Republic Civil Wars. Brutus's army was wow. defeated decisively by Mark Antony and Octavian. Uh. Brutus then commits suicide. Ooh. Ooh. It's so, almost Shakespearean. On this day in history, the culmination of what we finally know as Rome was... This would be the fall of Rome, mm. because this would be after Caesar was murdered. By Brutus. E2, Brute? So what else do we got today, this day, one week from today? In 1684, Massachusetts, under authority of English Crown, mounted. So the founding of Massachusetts? Yep. Was Massachusetts the final colony in the 13 colonies? I know Delaware was the first. Delaware, Virginia. Why did we have to memorize this? Did, did you memorize it? Because I'm currently Googling it. No, but I mean, like, in middle school, like, we had to memorize shit like this. Well, because of nationalism, right? But, I mean, also historical context. All right, in 1812, second week in a row, failed coup against Napoleon. So, what was the result of the failed coup attempt? Uh, Napoleon stayed in power, and to go back one week from yesterday... One week from yesterday, from last week's episode, <laughs> Napoleon was defeated in the largest pre-World War II battle one year later. So, after the coup attempt, he was also defeated. 
One year later. One year. Oh, one year later after the coup attack. After the coup attack. He faced his first defeat. Was it his first defeat? No, it wasn't his first defeat. It was the defeat in the largest pre-World War One battle. So at that point, I feel like it would be the downfall of Napoleon's power. So the original 13 colonies of the United States, for contextual reference, were Virginia, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Do you get a little excited anytime Maryland is mentioned in pop culture and it's not about the wire? Um, I guess you could say my ears perk up a little bit. I'm kind of, because I'm always like, why? Right? Like, <laughs> why is Maryland being mentioned? What's going on here? Not that I'm not proud of the DMV, right? But it's always kind of, it's always really random shit. So this one I found personally interesting because it shows the power of investigative journalism. Oh, okay. In 1854, English newspaper The Times give precise positions of British troops during the Crimean War. So somehow New York Times journalists were no, able... No, the, the English newspaper The Times. Oh, the English newspaper The Times. Gave My precise bad. positions was... of the British troops during the Crimean War. In effect to what? Right? Like, they had to have a source. Right. Well, I mean, I get that, right? So they were a able... A high-up source. Yeah. So the fact that... Okay, so this was the first time that a journalistic paper was able to provide such, I guess, credible information as to... Yeah. Okay. Um, as to the whereabouts of, like, you know, British Yeah, and if it's one of the first cases of it in a case of war, right. I feel that's like what I'm that's, like, yeah. the most important thing to keep people informed of, so I would say this is one of the earliest examples of this. Right. Now, do Not you without that, knowing, like, yeah. I didn't do any research, this is just an educated guess. No, I got you. I got you. Do you think that, ultimately, though, do you think that it is a good thing, though? Because I'm always, like, debating transparency and stuff like that, and, like, I get an open and honest government, like, of course... Everybody. It is also a power of the citizenry to keep the government in check by example, though. Yeah. The media is considered at times the fourth branch of the government, the unofficial one. As, as it should be. But it checks and balances with shame. I just still feel like, though, I guess the strategic advantage, right, of being able to just kind of, like, access your enemy's newspapers to see. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought about that one, too. Yeah, like... I always think about that kind of shit when I hear, like, you know, journalistic reporting on wartime shit. So, setting up how we've been talking about the gang warfare that is World War One in 1911, first aerial recon mission occurs, flown by Italian pilot during the Italo-Turkish War. So, seven years prior to World War One's, Well, when did World War One start? 1916. Damn, yo. Damn, yo. Why would you? <laughs> Who just randomly asked you this? <laughs> I'm just start walking up to people and be like, when was uh, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand? 
World War One started 1914, July so 20th. So it started in 1914. This was three years prior to that, so that shows okay. a lot of the already, like, turf warfare that right. was going on right. in Eurasia at the time. Yeah, that we were talking about, right? Because it was a whole bunch of nationalism and shit. Everybody was, like, you know, drawing borders and shit like that. Weaponry was getting advanced, so everybody was pointing new fancy guns at each other. Like, this my land. So, basically, everybody, by the way, Eurasia is a term that covers the essentially the range of land that was conquered by the Roman Empire and Alexander the Great. The middle of the east to the point where it still gets encompassed into Europe because, you know, we still fuck with them. That's um, And then, like, Western Russia. So that was, like, the Byzantine Empire, right? Like, that was the second half the Roman Catholic Empire. Because Istanbul Empire. was where the seat of Rome actually yeah. was. The power Rome. of the Roman Empire was actually at Istanbul, Constantinople, little is. So. Well, they might be giants. <laughs> All right, in 1915, the Women's Suffrage March in New York City. Hmm, okay. So that's a big one, right? Uh, so just to give all you women listeners, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> just to give For all of our female <laughs> listeners. Oh. Hold on. For all of our female listeners, it has been only slightly over a hundred years. Damn. Damn. For all have of been our, allowed to vote. For all of our male listeners, right, complaining that uh, women need to just, you know, suck it up and work a little bit harder, right? Like they've only. Even shorter than that, they haven't even been allowed to, like, oh, when was it made legal for women to have their own bank accounts? I swear to God, it wasn't until, like, 1950s or something. Like, maybe oh, yeah, if they didn't even get the right to vote until right. then? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, put that into context for all you fucking bros out there. In 1917, 1st Infantry Division Big Red One shoots the first U.S. shot in World War One. Damn. Three years after the war started. Three years after the war started, right. This one I just thought was cool. In 1933, John Dillinger robs Central Bank in Greencastle, Indiana for, take a guess how much money. $50,000. $75,000. Damn, I wasn't too far off. Was that his first bank robbery? No, but he robbed a fucking national bank. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was because it was the national bank. Yeah. Big time shit. In 1941, Dumbo premieres. Damn. Damn, 1941? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it astounds me how old some of those, like, Disney classics really, like, them joints really is classics. Or was classics by the time we were born, right? In 1945, Jackie Robinson signs with the Montreal Royals, the first African-American player to sign any related Major League Baseball contract. Damn, that was one week from today, huh? That was one week from the day in 1945. Damn, damn. Is that our last one, or? No, we have a few more. Oh, okay, okay. So, in 1953, Germany has the biggest, we're sorry, and applies for NATO. Mmm. <laughs> is a tragedy that should have never happened. And to all those affected, I want to say, we are deeply sorry. We're sorry. 
We're sorry. In 1953, after Germany had finally, you know, gotten this stuff. And damn, you said 1953? Yep. And the Berlin Wall wasn't even down then yet. Nope. Damn, okay. In 1973, uh. Nixon agrees to turn over the White House tape recordings. Ah, uh, I feel like that's relevant because, you know, Donald Trump is currently going through that whole uh, thing with the January 6th committee. Yep. And <laughs> begging and pleading... Oh, me. I don't To follow up on your Berlin Wall comment, in 1986, famous modern pop culture artist Keith Haring was commissioned to do a mural on the Berlin Wall. Damn. Damn, shout out to Keith Haring, though. 1991, uh, Les Miserables premieres in Paris. The first showing of Les Miserables? Yeah, this day actually had a lot of things. In 1991, <laughs> three things occurred. Les Mis premieres in Paris. Okay. Clarence Thomas was sworn into the Supreme Court. Oh, shit. And uh, Dr. Kevorkian's suicide machine worked for two women. So the first uh, suicide performed in the in his suicide. Wow. First well, two. First two experiments in the suicide, or first two successful. Remind suicide. me of like the first episode of Futurama where Bender walks into the suicide <laughs> booth and he's like, bring it on! <laughs> Yeah, look. And then wow. Clarence Thomas, who is one of my, and our friend Avery's favorite Supreme Court justice, because he doesn't say anything. Literally, like, I think he said his first question in the Supreme Court, like, six months ago. But until then, he literally does not ask any questions. Doesn't talk. I don't know if that makes him a good judge, though. And didn't he get accused of, like, sexually harassing, like, a bunch of women and shit like that? Or it wasn't one woman. Or it, it wasn't a bunch of women. I think it was one woman. What the fuck is her name? I, I remember because this got brought up during, like, the Biden presidency or whatever because Biden was, like, ardently defending Clarence Thomas throughout the whole thing. And the woman clearly was, like telling the truth. Talk about holding impartiality as a ethical level that you have to maintain. I mean, respect. Not asking a single goddamn thing and just letting them make their cases. Pretty impartial. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's something to be said about the power of listening and being able to analyze while somebody is, you know, speaking their case. But in 1998, Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time debuted. Damn. <laughs> the jump from Clarence Thomas to Britney Spears. In 2001, Apple releases the iPod. Damn. That was one week from today. <laughs> one, one week, week from, from today, today, 20 years ago. Ah, right before Christmas time, right? You know, right? It's like Steve Jobs planned it. Nah, of course. In 2006, My Chemical Romance's Black Parade released. Damn, damn. It was Anita Hill, by the way, the woman who accused Clarence Thomas of sexually harassing her. Uh, everything in context, right? <laughs> I also have a couple of lighthouse updates. You know how we were stammering all over the... Uh, British Revolution, and I was like, there's Thomas More, 
and then you looked up Oliver Cromwell. It turns yeah. out that it was Oliver Cromwell and Sir Thomas Fairfax. Okay. Which is, I was like, I know there's a Thomas. A Virginia Fairfax? Maybe. Who knows? But that was in the 1640s. Parliament being burned down was not until 200 years later. Oh, for when okay. uh, you were like, wasn't that also Oliver Cromwell? No. no. So, and that was also an accident. And uh, <laughs> I'm s Parliament was burned down on accident. Yep. That's wild. And um, also, snakes are in fact reptiles. <laughs> I thought so. Look, look, I know somebody was probably listening like, how can he be so smart and so dumb at the same time? And I would like to remind you all that we do not do this show sober. So, for <laughs> one, I will use that as a handicap. All right, yeah, we do drink wine. You know, and and whiskey and and rum. Whatever. And if you, anybody wants to sponsor us. A highball look here and there. Let this is like a highball. We can like, fuck? no, we we can't like talk Listen about every different here, thing yes. we're gonna drink because that steals straight no chases fucking thing. And drink champs. I mean, shout out straight no chase. The, shout out to straight no chase. Yeah, but the show isn't. I mean, look, if somebody wants to give us the bag, then I'll turn the bottle around and y'all can see what the fuck we drinking on. But until then, we will forever be pouring in glasses around here and if you want to ask us then you gotta you know shout us out on the twitters and the socials you know what i mean at the flood on everything and that's on everything everything <laughs> side anyway as we roll along so this is here. like kind of a double segment okay Ooh, double double <laughs> a little dp <laughs> i never knew i needed this a boat. The mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat! <laughs> you never knew you needed it? Never mind. The Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> are touring with the Strokes! I So I called this. I called this when you sent me the flyer for this. I told you and I reminded you. I reminded you of Last week's episode, when I was asking you what your perfect, like, rock versus matchup would be, and I'm almost certain I said the Red Hot Chili Peppers versus the Strokes. You did say the Red Hot Chili Peppers versus the Strokes. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. Because I was like, nope, the Strokes are just like, and you're like, what, are they not good enough? I'm like, no, they're too cool. So I would like my official title <laughs> is Doxtradamus. <laughs> Doxtradamus, not Docrates. Uh, Docrates works too. I'm just saying, motherfucker, I'm, I called it. I'm saying I called it. You right? know what I need you to do for this drop? I need you to write four bars 
Oh my god. About classic philosophers. About classic philosophers? Or classic philosophy lines, and you rhyme Docrates in there somehow. Who do you think I am? Uh, god damn it. Who do I think you are? I think you're Docrates! Believe in the me that believes in you! <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it, why can't I remember his name? I need um, to show you the motivational video I made. I, you might have seen it, but... The DC fandom event happened recently. No, 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 you're not cutting me off! Oh, wait, where are we? What? The Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Strokes oh, nigga, you are say pouring anything. together! Okay, okay. Like I told you, if you don't think I'm going to spend like $200 on a ticket, you're out of your mind. So, have they released any tour? Have they released any of the information? They released tour dates. Okay. What are the ticket prices? Did you look at the ticket prices? No, but I also know they're going to probably sell out in like five minutes. Okay, maybe not that fast. So when I saw Ramstein in on December 11th, 2010. Okay. Where at? Madison Square Garden. Oh shit. Okay. It was their first show in US soil on in ten years. Damn. Damn. Uh, because they were banned for lighting a member of the audience on fire on accident. On accident? Yeah. How do now... you accidentally light somebody in the audience on fire? Pyrotechnics go wrong. Ah. Ever and now since then every member of the band is a fully licensed pyrotechnician. Were they legally required to do that, or did they go do that so they made They sure might have had to do it to perform in the U.S. again. Did the person die? I don't think so. But I mean, being lit on fire is what I... Alright, so anytime I go, it could be worse, you literally could be on fire. That guy? There wasn't anything worse! Nah, yo. He was literally on fire! And I mean... Okay, hold on. I know this isn't going to be fun. But, as I said, those tickets nah. sold out in 15 minutes. I woke up to Steve saying, we're going to see Ramstein in New York. And I remember, we got there, we, listened, we found a death metal station in the New York radio area. We went to the Whopper Bar. That's right, you get to go and build your own Whopper. Ah. It was fucking amazing. We hit up Midtown Comics, and then we saw fucking Ramstein in Madison Square Garden. You can actually look up that entire vi that entire concert on uh, YouTube. They did a DVD. But the reason I remember the date exactly is because I have the ticket stub, the uh, handout that they gave everybody, and the poster from the show all framed uh, hanging on my wall. And it's like the Statue of Liberty but the torch is actually on fire. When did you say the fan caught on fire? Was it 2000? It would have been like 2000. It would have been like 2000, 2001. I'm just looking at some of the uh, footage from their live shows, trying to see how the fuck a fan could have accidentally caught on fire. I mean, that's also staged. And I mean, it says staged. I saw that. I'm just watching these niggas light people on fire, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. So now I get why these motherfuckers had to all become licensed pyrotechnicians. Oh, right? yeah, no. Yeah. They blew up for, one of the band members. For all of our 
listeners who may not be, you know, hip onto the Ramstein. I'm currently watching this dude with a blowtorch light a guy on fire and have him running around on stage while a bunch of other fires are being lit. If you were wondering how somebody accidentally caught on fire at a Ramstein show. I was in the nosebleeds and could feel the heat. Can you feel the heat? And not just like the heat, I could feel like that wave of fire heat. The waves of fire. And you only can, it's only a feeling I can describe when you are like next to a campfire. Yeah, that guy did not have, he was, he was not having a good time. He got treated like a marshmallow. Not as bad as a marshmallow, they get sticks jabbed through them. And I've seen Castlevania. You can find a way to get it from the ass and from I've the mouth. I've seen Castlevania. You can find a way to get it from the ass through the mouth. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? Well, I mean, I hope you have fun at your little festival. Uh, I'm gonna have a blast because it's literally my favorite band and one of my like top five favorite bands. Nah, it's probably gonna be lit. I ain't even gonna hold you. I mean, the first time I saw the Strokes, it was like an endurance test, right? So it was, it was like an endurance. No, 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 no. Is this not a way you sell a concert to somebody? No, this is how determined I was to see the Strokes, right? Okay. So it was a so festival. This they is were a the headliner. Thing. Yeah. The headliners were in order of first to last. Okay. Girl Talk. Lupe Fiasco. Okay. And The Strokes. So this is a very random lineup. Yeah. I can't remember. He's a New York-based rapper. And like Crystal Castles and Cold War Kids. Okay. All played together. It was the Sweet Light Festival 2011. But we got, my friend Ryan and I, we got there early. Like before gates open, I was gonna because say, it, how, was how seating, early are we it was general seating. It was general seating at Meriwether Post Pavilion, so we were there at like ten in the morning. Ten, okay, okay, there you go. The strokes were closing, so they didn't go on until like twelve hours later. As soon as the doors opened, we ran, literally ran to the standing room at Meriwether, sheesh, and stayed there. So how long did you guys have to stay there before the show I think started? we did one bathroom trip each and one of us was sent to go get a bottle of water. <laughs> and then I had to use my like crazy crowd nav navigation skills. And I remember we were like, maybe like 30 people. If you go standing room, like tight pack standing room, like sardines mm -hmm. away from the stage. When the lead singer of Crystal Castles went went crowd surfing, it all moved, and Ryan and I were like, "Now is our chance!" And we just moved through the crowd as close as we wow. could. And we were there was only one person in front of me for Lupe Fiasco and The Strokes, and it was a girl who was like a foot shorter than me. So I was basically front row. Damn. I have uh, pictures from that concert of, I might have one of Lupe and of uh, The Strokes, actually, but I'll show you how close I was. So that was just to see The Strokes. <laughs> My man said, I went through all that just to see The Strokes, so what do you think I'm gonna do to see them and the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I spent $140 for, a, for one Chili Peppers ticket. 
Damn, bro. I bought two. So here's the thing. You know what's even crazier? The person I was supposed to go with canceled like the day before. Shit. So I called like four different people and I was like, so you want to go see the red hot chili peppers? One of them I wasn't all that interested. Damn. My friend MJ, what? to this day, regrets it. Hi, MJ, if you're listening, we can go see the Chili Peppers this time. Yeah. And yeah. then my boy Steve, who went to the Ramstein, who I went to the Ramstein concert with, and did not get lit on fire with. He went with me to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's not even a huge Chili Peppers fan, but like you get a chance to see a band like that. And the best thing about seeing the Chili Peppers was it wasn't hearing them do their hits. It was when Anthony would walk off for like three minutes and then Chad Flea and Josh would just jam. Nah, nah. So it was the jam sessions in between the live show performances that you preferred? No, that was the, that was the coolest thing to see. Like, I didn't expect that. Right. But also, if you read anything about the Chili Peppers like recording process, that's how they all start. They're just like, yeah, we just sit in the studio and we start playing music. So who knows? Like they could have been playing something that's the start of a song in the future, without them realizing. Like uh, Flea could have just been like right after and be like, that was uh, sick. I see, I see what you mean. It, like it was magic. It was magic in the making, man. It was like you know we were witnessing art happening right in front of our eyes it was just it was it was awesome expression in the moment man like you just had to been there dog you wouldn't get it you don't know this life also you said the last show you went to for a rock show was warp tour <laughs> right <laughs> yeah let me sh- let me yeah. tell you a couple- have you ever been to a yeah, club that's show how we get down baby <laughs> have you ever been to a club rock show no 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 totally sir. different experience i believe it i'll take you to see guar Oh god, I feel like that's intense for my first time to like... And time to take a break! So some of our longtime listeners may remember a story we brought to you a while ago about Microsoft, the internet coming together on an idea (laughs) that originally started out as a troll. The Xbox Series X mini fridge. Apparently, people asked for this. <laughs> this was one of the original who the fuck asked for this, right? Um, well, apparently somebody did, and Microsoft was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yo, yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who man is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man is this? You serious? And starting this October 19th, you will be able to make pre-orders for your Xbox Series X mini fridge. Uh, so this is an Meaning update. it will already be infinitely sold out and infinity dollars on the second market by the time you hear this. Because it is only $100. This, this bitch is only $100, yo. It's crazy. 
So yes, in the US and the UK markets as well as Europe on October 19th, you will be able to make pre-orders for your Xbox Series X mini fridge. Which, I mean, you know... It's a legit mini fridge. That looks like an Xbox Series X, right? Like, yeah. It's pretty tight. Um, they've got... So would you put it next to your TV to flex, or would you actually like put it in the back room and just kind of chuckle at it every time you saw it? I mean, this would totally be like a flex next to my TV if I was going to spend $100 for it, right? I, I've spent $100 on worse things. So the inside can hold up to 12 cans, it says. Mountain Dew Game Fuel. <laughs> it has a USB at the front and charges devices. It also comes equipped with a DC power adapter so it can be portable. Uh, the mini fridge was first teased earlier this year. And it was, oh yeah. So this fridge was, remember, it was because of the Twitter poll between yeah. that and the Skittles thing. I don't remember, what was it that's gonna, oh, the Skittles lime flavor. <laughs> they do an entire bag of Skittles lime now. Do they? Yeah. Uh, so oh, even even though they lost the poll, right? Like, yeah, so. and I mean, I only know this because I have a weird obsession with eating sour Skittles. Those things are bomb. Yeah, but they tear your fucking, like, the roof of your mouth up like something serious. Yeah, they do. That's why I can't eat them bitches no more. Um, so you'll be able to get these at Target as well. So... Good luck. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Something of this novelty troll level will be infinity dollars. You mean on resale? Yeah, because... Like what do you I think would be a bigger flex? Your homie comes in and you turn on the TV, you walk up thinking you're going to turn on the Xbox X series, and then they open it as a fridge. <laughs> what's, what's a bigger flex? Owning an Xbox X series... Or walking up to what they I think, think the, is an Xbox X series and opening a mini fridge. I think the mini fridge is a bigger flex at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> also, I mean, I feel like owning an Xbox Series X is a flex at this point, right? Because yeah, anybody... I mean that and the PS5 are so hard to get. Yeah, <laughs> right. Honestly, are there any games out? It's for probably them that really... actually going to be easier to get your hands on the mini fridge than it is to get your hands on a PlayStation Five. Let's but both of them are going to be impossible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are there even any games that are like out specifically for those consoles right now that are major draws? Like I know there's Final Fantasy VII remake material on PS5, but you know it's just DLC. I was gonna say I know there's I a can bunch get of that when I buy the thing for the next full installment. There's a bunch of announcements right now, but I feel like it'd be foolhardy to make. PS5 exclusive games right now when people can't get their hands on PS5. Yeah, it would right. be kind of an asinine thing to do. Right. So, I mean, once the supply chain finally, like, levels out. Once Biden gets his shit together, it's like, no, that's not Biden's fault. Okay, now, here's another question. On the scale of stupid things to flex with, a one being a Bugatti, because that's an obvious flex. Jesus Christ. With the 10 being, I don't want to just lean on the KF console. Because I don't, I feel like that's more of a, like a why than a flex. Yeah, like why do you own this? I mean, I guess it's a flex if you have that much disposable income to waste on stupid shit like the KF console, right? How about but... this? Now, on a scale from flex of one being a Bugatti and 10 being a Shadowless First Edition Charizard. Where does this okay. fall in the stupidest I, things to flex with? 
I would say this is probably a six. That's exactly where I was sitting. I was like, it's a six. It's a six on the stupid. I'm not gonna be mad that you have it, but I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. No, it's like every. I'm not saying that a Bugatti is a bigger flex than a Shadowless Charizard, because it might be harder to get the Shadowless Charizard, to be honest. I mean, okay, yeah, I don't know if that's still, I don't know if that makes it a bigger flex than a Bugatti, though, right? Like, you're talking about a car that has, like, fucking $4,000 tires, right? (laughs) Like, but I mean, like, you have a Bugatti, it's like, okay, that's an obvious flex. But when somebody busts out a shadowless Charizard, you're like, holy fucking shit. You're like, what did you do to get that? (laughs) What kind of quest did you have to go on (laughs) to find this? So yeah, I feel like a six is an appropriate level of stupid shit to flex with. Yeah, yeah, because it is just like a oh, I got this Xbox Series X for my like it's, it's a nice. No, you never set it up. You just let it sit there and let people be like, is that an Xbox Series X? You walk up to it. Wow. So walk up to it. You don't tell them. You walk up, open it up, and grab a can and say, nah, it's a mini fridge. I don't think it's gonna be the same dimensions though. It's gonna be bigger than an Xbox Series. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Wow, that one—that's pretty big." Uh, <laughs> phrasing. Oh goddamn it! Speaking of announcements, so the DC Fandom event happened this week, and oh. we got a bunch of announcements. You know, they dropped that official the Batman trailer. Yup. And I'm still not buying Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm not to say. That this movie didn't look amazing, This right? movie looks incredible. This shit looked dope. Matt Reeves' interpretation of the Batman year one, like... It, like, the fights where the only lighting was the gunfire. Yeah, I mean, the choreography looks great. The cinematography it looks It nails amazing. the dark, gritty Batman, yeah. like, um, world. This is, like, you know, it doesn't look like a super high-tech... Batman, right? Yeah. This and is it, it, it's it's got the gritty realness of Nolan right. without the like Colin Farrell as the penguin was What would you say that this makes that has a definite different feel than the Nolan movies? The lighting for sure. Yeah. It's gonna it's it's going to seem realistic, but I think it's going to be shot and able to be translated as a better representation of the comic where Nolan was purely grounded in reality. This felt more noir, right? Like, this is, and as we originally reported when the movie first announced, this is like, you know, more detective Batman, which is why I think they chose the Riddler as like the main antagonist of the film. So we really get to see you know, the detective aspect of Batman. Now like, that part I'm really happy about. Right. The detective part, right. not the Riddler part. So <laughs> let's say, let's just say the rest of the rogues gallery. So we have the Riddler, yeah. who is played by... Okay, so we have the Riddler, who is played by Paul Dano. The Penguin, who is played by Colin Farrell. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, right? Yep. Like, the man. And uh, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Yeah. And we've got Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon and Andy Serkis as Alfred, right? I love seeing people who are casted as Alfred. And as we said already, we have Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. So there's a lot of villains they're throwing in in this one movie. When I think of a movie with too many villains, I think of Spider-Man 3. And when I think of Spider-Man 3, 
So you think the movie's gonna be bloated for no apparent reason? I right? think it's either going to be way too rushed or shoehorned, or it's going to be two and a half hours. All things lead to bloated, right? I can watch a two and a half hour movie and feel like it's not bloated. I feel like, you know, they may, you may be feeling like that because they have such big shoes to fill as far as it comes to, <laughs> as far as it comes to Batman, right? Because they have to follow up Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Right? Who did take the Batman series and, like, first of all, not just. He made people elevated. care about Batman. Not, he made right. everybody care about Batman. Right. That, so I was going to say, he didn't Hot just. Take elevated hold on he didn't just elevate it he also revived it right because we were coming back from george clooney's batman batman forever yeah right? like <laughs> hard nipple no neck turning batman bat credit card batman. remember christopher nolan's batman was the first batman that could turn his head right every other batman so this was every oh, other yeah. batman had the helmet like so the, it was connected at the neck they had right? to turn their whole body to turn their head yes when I say elevated, like, this was a brand new Bats, right? Hot take. What's your hot take? Did Christopher Nolan make people care about Batman again, or did Heath Ledger? Mmm. With no respect to Christian Bale at all, right? Where is he? I bought, all right, so Christian I, said, Bale, I, said Ed, no. I said Edward Cullen, I buy as Batman, but not as Bruce Wayne. The opposite feeling for me with Christian Bale. Did you say I buy Edward him as, Cullen? You mean Robert Pattinson? That one. <laughs> Just to total disrespect. That's how much I can't see Robert Pattinson as Batman, right? And he's trying, right? Like, it's not like. See, I see Robert Pattinson. Yo, it's not as like. A, as I buy him as Batman. I don't buy him as Bruce Wayne. I felt the opposite with Christian Bale. I love him as Bruce Wayne. I don't buy him as Batman. Mm. So, but he was good enough as Batman for me to love those movies. So your solution here would be to get Christian Bale to play Batman in all the scenes where he's Batman, or no, to play Bruce Wayne, right? And then let Robert Pattinson play Batman? And voice it over with Kevin Conroy, pretty much. Wow. I don't know if we need to go that heavy. I definitely don't know how I feel about long-haired Bruce Wayne, but I don't like long-haired Bruce Wayne. I think that's what's throwing you off, like yeah. as far as like yeah, all that goes, the aesthetic goes. I mean, he's uh, gonna be able to nail the rich sad boy perfectly. <sighs> all in all, subtle dig. All in all, I'm interested in the way this movie is look is shaping out to be. Right. The movie looks incredible. Mm -hmm. It definitely looks like it's going to be a wild ride. So we also got a behind-the-scenes look at some of, you know, the first Black Adam footage. Right? I have things to say about this. Yeah. I mean, look, Pierce Brosnan This was a four-minute-long video. Yeah, four minutes of behind-the-scenes footage. The first, like, minute and a half of it setting up, like, the other characters and, like, some world-building elements we got you know pierce brosnan as dr fate that one i'm super and you're like i'm like perfect I'm all cool this hodges that. as Hawkman, which i'm like that you know i'm cool yeah I, i'm kind of interested in seeing what that looks like why can't we just why can't Hawkman have just gotten the movie right but i mean it's dwayne the rock johnson as 
Black Adam, so of course, right? It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam that we don't see Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black until Adam. a minute 45 seconds into this four minute video. We got and he's not in character. He's standing in front of a green right. screen. I was gonna say- Telling you how excited he's been to play Black Adam for another 45 seconds, leaving us with a minute and a half left in this video before we've even seen The Rock. So it wasn't like a trailer for Black Adam, right? Like, what did he say? They, him and the director got together and they put together some footage. The first scene, right? Of the first reveal of Black Adam, which wasn't really a reveal if you haven't keyed because in to Dan's annoyance. Because he got shocked. All right, so there was another 45 seconds leaving us with like 30 seconds left in this trailer. Lightning strikes. He's crouched all there, cloaked. They try to shoot him. He grabs a bullet. You see him grab a the bullet. bullet. A, a bullet. bullet. They shot at this nigga like 45 oh. times, right? <laughs> and he grabbed he, one bullet. One dude walks up, he like, grabs him, and he like vaporizes him. And you still haven't seen his face. Nope. And then he walks up. And, and they, they shoot this nigga some more. <laughs> yeah, they shoot him some more. And then he like, the camera pans up. And you see like Dwayne The Rock Johnson's chin. <laughs> This thing is chin, son. This and the whole thing we were talking about is they need to spend three quarters of this whole video building up the believability of The Rock. Yeah. Yes. As Blackout. Because all of us are like, anytime we see The Rock, oh, it's The Rock. So I actually feel like The Rock m will make a perfect Black Adam, right? But I think what they're actually trying to sell is they're trying to make us care about a Black Adam movie, right? The same way, okay, so feel me. They are trying to do with this Black Adam movie what Robert Downey Jr. did for Iron Man, right? When they originally, remember when they originally came out with the Iron Man franchise, everybody was like, who the fuck cares about Iron Man other than- That Ghost first Ghost trailer. Ghost. That first trailer for Iron Man, Robert Downey was Jr. had to sell this shit. Incredible, right, right. Robert Downey Jr. had to sell that shit. Remember, because it wasn't just Marvel's comeback; it was also Robert his Downey comeback. Jr.'s comeback. Right. The Rock is trying to. Their DC is trying to do the same shit. Because remember, The Rock when is they, like when, the power say, dynamic. When they is started going to announcing shit. a Black Adam movie, I'm like, why? Right. Like this is random well i didn't think it was that random considering that black adam is like supposed to be the opposite of shazam right so it so doesn't have a movie shazam does have a movie was it good have you haven't seen the shazam movie yet no. it was good yeah it was so that and aquaman i feel like are two of dc's standouts right because they kind of like leaned into the fact that they are supposed to be campy movies like and they were fun they weren't over the top like Batman versus Superman was or like Return of the Man of Steel or whatever. How do you feel about after months of here thinking on it, Lord God's Island that Man of Steel is the closest you'll ever get to a live action DVZ movie? I mean, I agreed with it when he put forth the argument, right? I feel like 
Justice League can be looked at as like the Cell Saga, or not the Cell Saga, uh, like the Frieza Saga, right? Like... Also, in this DC reveal, the Peacemaker series on HBO, continuing off of the Suicide Squad, included John Cena maintaining the character. Yeah, no, so we talked about this a while ago, right? They were going to do a prequel spinoff of the Peacemaker character, because everybody loved John Cena's What's the word I'm looking for? Love John Cena's portrayal? Yes. So so because everybody loved John Cena's portrayal of Peacemaker, they decided to give him his own spinoff. And we talked about that a while ago. And through this DC fandom event, we were able to get our first official look at the uh, teaser trailer for the HBO series. And it is like a full-on, like, offbeat like irreverent comedy. It looks, like, it looks awesome. It, yeah, it's, it really does look awesome. It's like, yeah, it's a pretty wild ride. Definitely like, taking advantage of John Cena's like WWE training. Yeah, with this nigga jumping on, falling off of balconies yeah. and shit. And being I'm like, wow, through you walls. know what my thought was? It was not, mine was like, wow, he sold the shit out of that. <laughs> Cause I'm working with Wendell too and he's doing wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Wendell. What, uh, what's his wrestler name? I don't I don't know his wrestler name right now. Oh, okay. But he okay. gave me my rap name. Oh. <laughs> Did we talk about your rap name last time? I don't think so. My rap name is Spinach the Goat. You oh, know how okay. he came up with it? How did <laughs> Spinach the... That shit is... Because we, we have a quiche called Spinach and Goat Cheese. And he looked at it and was just like, Spinach the Goat. Can we... So, the real... Dis, the real item of discussion should be a spinach and goat cheese quiche. Is that like a typical thing? Like, as a white person, is that like normal? Am I just blown away by this? <laughs> it's one of those things, I guess, where it's like a pie you can only get from us. Cause Have you had it? I haven't had it yet. I actually haven't had... No, I had one of our How do you quiches. feel about goat cheese? I, I've never really had it, or if I had, it wasn't in the quantity to that, where I noticed it. That it was noticeable? Or that I was tasting it. I haven't had it enough or in a noticeable amount to where I could recognize the taste of goat cheese readily. So bringing it back to uh, the Peacemaker show, the show looks, you know, like it's gonna be in line with the same kind of stylized choices of the Suicide Squad. It just toned down a little bit for um, an HBO Max series. Uh, there's no actual information of how long it looks like the show is going to be, like I'm gonna how guess many episodes. How long was Watchmen? Oh, I don't It was one series, or it was one season, right? Or yeah, two but it was one season. I think it was like eight hour long episodes. I don't remember. Nine um, hour long episodes? How long was Lovecraft Country? I'm gonna guess it runs about the same as those two. Yeah. All I know is it debuts January 13th, so be on the lookout for that. We also got, you know, trailers for Batwoman Season 3. We got some more information on J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves and Bruce Timm's The Cape Crusader animated series. Right, they say that, you know, it's gonna be a bit more than Batman the Animated Series. It's going to be, you know, and it's going He's to just- voicing Batman. I don't think we have any announcement on that just yet. 
or at least none that I saw. I haven't watched any of the actual. Is it from HBO? Yes. Okay. Then there are two people who should be getting HBO-sized bags for this series. Oh yeah. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. That's. I mean, yes. So you think that's who they're going to lean on for those? If it's animated, they should. <laughs> those two did the fucking. Arkham games. Like, that's how associated they are with those characters at that point. Right, right. No, I like, mean, I get a it. A couple of the the new DC animated universe has a different voice actor. His name is John DiMaggio, I think. Yeah. I don't question that it's Batman, but I'm like, okay, it's animated Batman that's not Kevin Conroy. Right. No, I hear you. Um, this one, though, is supposed to be, like, pre-Justice League, or the Justice League doesn't exist in this Batman universe, right? This is solely going to be Batman and Gotham City, right? Like, there will be no cameos from, like, Superman or anything like that Good. in this Batman animated, no Wonder Woman. It is going to be Batman and his rogues gallery. So, I'm Batman like, doesn't need help. He just, you know, could use a couple extra set of hands. I'm actually kind of like excited about this because that's kind of how Batman the animated series was. In there the was beginning. very, very Batman <coughs> didn't cross. <coughs> people didn't cross into Batman. Batman crossed into other things. I will say that like every now and again, I felt like they had like guest appearances from like Martian Manhunter or like you know No, Superman. they would have guest appearances from like Clark Kent specifically. Yeah. We got some teaser trailers for the new Flash movie, uh new costume design reveal for the Flash. Uh we got two video game announcements, one from Rocksteady Studios, The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, which This reminds me of Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Um it looks like Brainiac is you know, taking over your favorite superheroes, Superman through Batman and all of that. And the Suicide Squad has been hired to... I'm know, offended you said my superhero, even though you meant the general... I meant your, the general public. You meant Vosotros, but... You took it as... I'm still... I'm like, I'm not Vosotros. This better be, like, uh, Nos Vosotros over there. Yo. I mean, it looks pretty good. I can play a little bit of it for you so you can react to it. I mean, the graphics look A1. It's Rocksteady Studios, right? At this point in gaming generation, I think I just expect A1 graphics. The voiceovers are pretty good. What I really like is the fact that... That shark guy reminds me of uh, the dude from Naruto. It's King Shark. What I like is the fact that they used a lot of the characters from the movie, right? Like, they used King Shark, they used Deadshot, they used Harley Quinn, but they don't look like Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, or even King Shark from the movie, right? So, it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy game in that way. Yeah, I guess this that's a good kind of, like... It's kind of cool. That's that a good comparison to it's, make. It's... Weird to have movie games again. Because, you know, it's been like a decade since movie games existed. And you know what's funny? A movie game, Spider-Man 2, is actually... A lot of people think that's the best Spider-Man game. 
Because let's all be honest, Spider-Man games are really fucking fun, and yeah. they're unique. Yeah, no, we have... Like, like existing in a world as Spider-Man is actually a truly kind of unique experience. Yeah, no, I mean, I have the last two Spider-Man games, the Miles Morales game and the uh, Spider-Man game by mm-hmm. P- for the PS4. But I mean, yeah, this game looks really good. Uh, we also got a trailer for... Damn, there's Superman. And as you can see, that's why I think it's Brainiac, because everybody's got, like, those purple eyes going on yeah. and shit like that. Uh, we also got a trailer for Gotham Knights, right? Like, so this is Gotham post-Bruce Wayne, post-Jim Gordon. It's Red Hood, I think Damian Wayne as Robin, and we got Batgirl. Now, what's his name? Hush. The guy wrapped his face in bandages? His yeah. name is Hush. Oh. And... It is like the Society of Owls or whatever. The Court of Owls, yeah. yeah. The Court of Owls, yes, there you go. I think the Court of Owls might have been the last, like, key Batman storyline I've read. Well, it's been adapted into the video game, and this is being developed by Warner Brother Game Studios in Montreal, Arkham-style adventures. And this is... Unfortunately, it's being delayed to 2022, but players will be able to team up as Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood in an open-world RPG when the game arrives next year, as I said. So basically, if you want blood on, you play as Red Hood. If you want blood off and people to just have, like, little stars floating over your head when you kill them, you play as Nightwing. I mean, out of all of that, I guess, what would you say is the thing you are most excited about to come from DC in the next, you know, year or so? That Batman movie looks fucking good. I think, well, I mean, yeah, it's Batman, right? Like, and like I said, they're following, Matt Reeves has to follow up Christopher Nolan, right? That Batman movie looks fucking, like, as much criticism as we put on it, like, if you watch that trailer, that Batman movie looks fucking good. And so, like, what else has Matt Reeves directed? Do you, Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Nope. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Let Me In, War of the Planet of the Apes. Scroll up. Just fair reminder, like, we're, we're in good hands for the most part here. I don't think it's going to be a terrible movie. I would say... It looks that, fucking good. Yeah. The Suicide Squad game looks good. Peacemaker looks pretty awesome. Peacemaker looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Peacemaker looks like a hell of a ride. We got some pretty good content coming from DC to look forward to here in the future. And on that note, I think we're going to take a little break and we'll be back. I have a theory that eventually we're going to get to a point where all media that we consume is just a bunch of random mashup clips from like the best scenes of like movies and stuff that like instead of watching TV shows and like TikToks and stuff like that, we'll all just be watching like, well, I mean, it'll be like TikTok, right? But it'll be just like compilations of all like the best fight scenes from all the superhero movies and like all of like the most compelling scenes from all the movies will just get cut together and people will watch that instead of actually going to the movies because like our attention spans are constantly <laughs> being like chiseled away at by the kind of shit that we can and i'm i'm not you know outside of this i'm totally like affected by it too like youtube has totally ruined my attention span it's so hard for me to like sit and 
finished narratives when it's not like a book or something like that. Like I want to watch Squid Game, but I don't know. It's ten o'clock. And I'm probably just gonna watch some YouTube and go to bed and then like fucking four hours later I'm like, well damn, I could have watched like four hours of Squid Game. So this actually leads me in, kind of, leads me into uh, one of my two metaphysical conversations that I came up with from sitting in class. Shout out Professor Lavolio. Metaphysical conversations, huh? Where does the line between inspiration and appropriation end? Now, this came up when people were talking about like white fashion designers taking Western or taking African designs, and I was like, like okay, do yeah, and they were. It was also in that plagiarism Long discussion. Nails. Yeah, we were talking about how to give credit to somebody and. I was like, all right, well, what if a, you know, a white designer uses traditional African patterns in a uniquely inspired dress? And they're like, well, you should attribute it to the artist. I'm like, okay, well, if they're like just traditional African patterns with no like general artist to attribute it to, then you attribute it to the culture that you're borrowing it from, right? Yeah. Like, in some way, shape, or form, either in the description of the sale of the dress or in the title of the article of clothing. Right? But would it be full? It would be considered full-out appropriation if she did an entire dress like that, right? I would assume so. I mean, un unless, like I said, credit is given where credit is due. Right, like when you sell like the if dress. she said that this is inspired by African traditional patterns, at what point would it be considered inspiration versus appropriation? I guess it all depends on like the profit made off the dress too, right? Like if none of the profit is being given to like, you know, the culture that inspired the you know, dress, then it feels like a bit more appropriation then, right? Like Especially in a conscious, in a socially conscious world where we are trying to make a difference in how we buy and how we produce things. Okay, here's one. Say, Tommy Hilfiger goes H out. Hilfiger? Hilfiger? Did you say Hilfiger? I, I've always been saying. Is it Hilfiger? It is. Excuse me, what? <laughs> I feel like I just had a moment. Like uh, the Lupe and Roy show, where their guy said Jimmy Lovine. <laughs> yeah. It's Hillfinger? It's definitely Hillfinger, yo. <laughs> it has never been Hill. That's not even like a Mandela effect. Nobody has ever Wait. corrected me. Are you fucking kidding me? You need to you need to check your people, yo. Cause like. <laughs> They just let you live out here wild, son. Like, is is never is never been. I've been saying Tommy Hilfiger. Hilfiger? Maybe they thought you was German, son. Like, Tommy Hilfiger. My entire life. It's Hilfiger. It is definitely Hilfiger. That's crazy. It's yeah. not Hilfiger. It is not Hilfiger. No, unless I've been living in a weird world. I'm, I'm almost certain. One of us is having a, like, no life crisis right now. So the way you're, like, so dedicated to this 
is making me look it up. It is Hilfiger. Oh my God. Tommy Hilfiger. It has never been Hilfinger. Oh my God. It is Hill with one L though. Oh my God. I'm so sorry for your um, moment of clarity. How did they, how does everybody just let me do this? I'm 29. <laughs> I had a know. I had a Tommy Hilfiger jacket when I was five. And is that the last time you've owned anything, Tommy Hilfiger? I don't think so. It's been a very long time, but hey, my guy, my guy. Anyway, hey. what if Tommy Hilfiger was like, I am releasing Tommy Hilfiger branded. Dashiki's African-inspired design. I feel like they probably you're gonna make me now I have to Google Tommy Hilfiger Dashiki. Thank you for that introducing that to my like algorithm. <laughs> Cause I almost... I feel like this is gonna be a rule 34. Oh god. Tommy Hilfiger rule 34. If it's clothing, Tommy Hilfiger has made it. I mean, they've been around long enough, right, that, like, I just feel like... And he was also randomly huge in, like, rap culture in the 90s. Well, yeah, I mean, because the clothing was... It was lit for its time. I'm still shocked everybody's been letting me just say Hillfinger. I am not seeing a Tommy Hilfiger Daishiki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what if Tommy Hilfiger released a Daishiki? Would that be inspiration or uh, appropriation? They have released the dashiki. <laughs> what a twist. And it looks like absolute trash, son. This is whack. It's like a black and white number. Um, it looks like a 1950s moo-moo. Like it, yeah, with like this weird hourglass pattern on it. Whatever. Oh, it's $25 on Poshmark. It was 60. It's not worth it. It's trash. <laughs> it's fucking trash. How do you feel about a Tommy Hilfiger dashiki? I mean... I don't know. I feel like, like you're not like... Like... I feel like you're just disappointed. I am disappointed because I'm like, it's lazy, right? Like, instead of being innovative... And that's always been my argument with it, right? Aside from like, the... Like, offense uh, like aside cultural, from like cultural appropriation or Tommy Hilfiger, both, right? <laughs> right, like okay, like here's my whole thing about cultural appropriation. It's laziness in the sense of it being disrespectful, right? Because it's not hard to credit somebody or give somebody their proper due for their inspiration to your art. It doesn't take away, I think we need to get rid of that stigma, right? That like announcing who you were inspired by or what inspired you doesn't take away from the expression that is your piece of art, yeah. right? So I think once we remove that kind of narrative around it, then we will find ourselves in a place where we are all more rewarded by being in, 
enriched like your inspiration has now brought awareness to a thing that might not have been in the foreground before so <clears throat> telling people this is where I got the idea to do this right like that then exposes that thing to more people and yeah then we're all more connected in that way whereas if you just keep it to yourself and try to claim that you came up with this on your own it creates this narrative around like i i think being a creative that makes it seem a bit more unachievable for most people right like it's kind of selfish in a way and then two it's lazy because it's like you didn't come up with that shit on your own. You're not being original, right? Like, and then a lot of people who claim to the, you know, that they came up with this shit and were inspired by something that they're not giving credit to. Like, you know, like I, I mentioned that just a second ago, they do a disservice to the idea of being a creative, right? Like, it, a lot of it is taking something that you were inspired by and reimagining that through your expression, right? So... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel about cultural appropriation. It's like, dog, if you are inspired by that culture, then give credit to where what inspired you. Or find something from your culture that inspires you. It's not that damn hard. So what if a white designer was like, I was inspired by white culture. I would ask what white culture is. <laughs> it's a good question. Which is actually another good lead-in to also Professor Lavolio. Shout out. I have you. white friends who are going to be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's cool. And answer their people question were saying <laughs> counterculture and he used the term consequence culture. So wait, who who said this? My professor, oh, okay. he, he also You're didn't come up with it. He said somebody else came up with it. I'll have to ask him who to give credit. So it's not counterculture, it's... Or cancel culture, it's consequence culture. Right, because as I've said before, and like I said, I know I'm not the first person to say some shit like this, but cancel culture is not a real thing, right? Like, even amongst all the Dave Chappelle controversy and them trying to get his Netflix special removed. As your professor said, this is just a consequence of his controversial subject matter. As far as that whole thing goes, like, it's getting to the point now where, like, Netflix personnel are being, like, fired over, like, this whole protest over this shit. And I understand that some trans people feel like, you know, his narrative may be harmful in some ways and I think that's a discussion to be had but I also think that that was part of Dave's narrative which is why I'm done sitting here trying to defend it right because this is just playing in one continuing to talk about the special is doing nothing more than boosting awareness of the special so it is counterproductive to the whole argument that is being put forward right now which was kind of one of the points Dave hit on two I also feel like the whole point of everything that he said by the people who are upset about it is being missed, right? And instead of having that discussion, they are just trying to silence the narrative or silence Dave Chappelle, right? And I don't want to say silence the narrative because that feels loaded in all different kinds of ways. 
because I don't necessarily feel like there was too much of the narrative being put forward there, right? I do feel like, however, though, it is probably more productive to call it consequence culture because it is people... It feels more that way. Well, because it is people being put to task about opinions and positions that they have held in the past, right? And if and I keep hearing this argument being put forward that people should be allowed to be able to grow and move forward from opinions that they held in the past. And if that's the case, then all you have to do is fucking say that, right? Like, why is that so goddamn hard? I don't understand why people feel like they have to defend and look at who you're defending too. Like, I just, I just want to like, cause the fucking football was the football coach from the uh, Washington football team whose emails got leaked. Oh yeah. No, Oakland Raider, John Gruden. Yeah. John Gruden. So like a lot of people were saying like, oh, these were from so long ago. And why is this just now being brought up? And it's like, well, because this dude still does hold, like, a position of power in a public field. My first thought right? was, it, it was like, oh, they got one email from 10 years ago. One email, whatever. But then it was, like, a gajillion emails against, like, everyone. This is a dude that makes a lot of fucking money, right? Oh, yeah. And is around a lot of people of color and is a lot around, like, a lot of women and shit like that and holds... A high position and I don't know for a side who likes to you know play morality politics a lot of the fucking time I find it odd the people that they choose to defend and the things they choose to defend them for but I also do agree that people can grow and change from opinions and ways that and positions that they've held yeah but like that's what I was thinking when I first heard it I was like oh an email from 10 years ago it's also easy to prove that shit too right like we don't need to get in up in arms to defend those people because those people should be able to defend themselves and react rationally to that shit because when you actually grow from things like that acknowledging those positions that you've held in the past that may have been toxic is part of like awareness and growing but i mean I did you know. hear some of the things that he said that's like that's like racism getting creative well okay those things that he said are not worth defending by out like by people on the outside like that's when you get that's when you're so comfortable with racism and homosexuality that you're getting creative with ways to say right it I get that there are things that can be taken out of context that would sound extremely, like, off the wall. Like Dave Chappelle. Right. There's also something to be said for defending people because it fits your narrative, despite what you're actually defending them for. Like fucking Kyrie Irving, like all of these goddamn anti-vaxxers who were defending Kyrie Irving. And I'm like, do you actually know why he doesn't want to get the vaccine? Because if you knew, like... Title shift! <laughs> Because our first title shift, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Now let me set up how this title shift is gonna work. Kyrie Irving 
doing the contract holdout, but handling it the way Kyrie would. Like, randomly going live on Instagram. You mean Ben Simmons doing the contract holdout? Yeah, no, yeah. So Kyrie would be in Ben Simmons' situation. Right. Like, doing all of these IG lives, and it'd be like, no, Embiid and I are cool, or, yeah, no, Embiid and I, we don't get along. He's a bitch. Doc but, Rivers is fucking crazy. I mean, can you gonna listen to this guy seriously when he sounds like this? But about the vaccine and shit and how he thinks that. And then Ben is. Simmons like going all coy and like detached in Brooklyn because of the vaccine. And it's because of his like mystery reasons and clutch sports that he doesn't want to get the vaccine. I, I just feel like the backlash that these people face for, you know, the positions that they hold so strongly and then get so upset when they are made to, like, you know, actually defend their positions or, like, face the fire for, like, the morals that they hold when you... I don't I don't know, like, <laughs> it just seems kind of hypocritical. Not hypocritical, that's not the word I'm looking for. Um... No, uh, th that's it, it's not the point. Uh, my point here is, yes, consequence culture feels perfect because what it is is people being made to defend positions that they may have held. So right? how would you think it would be different if Kyrie's going live trying to defend why oh, he that's wants what, to get traded? Oh, yeah, title shoes, right. So, like, imagine Kyrie, he gets that rebound, and Mr. Clutch Shot from 2016 passes the ball. And then he's going on IG Live about all this shit. So what you're really asking me is how long is it going to take before Kyrie Irving shows up at a Trump rally? I wasn't gonna, I, I, I did not make that connection, but if you wanna do that. I mean, if Kyrie is going live on IG about the vaccine and why he's not wanting to get it the same Because way. of vaccine mandates. Yeah, because, not because he's anti-vax, guys. Not because, you know, the vaccine has microchips in it to control the black population or anything like that, right? To summon the devil. <laughs> to summon now just imagine him going live about that shit, right? How long do you think it takes before him, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Donald Trump are all shaking hands on stage to fucking... I, he, At an Indian reservation. To you gotta fight for your right... Because Kyrie Irving welcomed them on. To you gotta fight for your right to party. He left his fucking last public appearance as president to YMCA. That's what I'm saying. That's why it would be you got to fight for your right to not get vaccinated. They would be sued by the Beastie Boys before the first verse ended. Do you think that the Beastie Boys are on vaccine? I think Beastie Boys... Dude, their friend fucking died. Yeah. And, and it's definitely not anti-vax. <laughs> it's not funny, but the way you said it was so funny. Dude, their friend fucking died. Yeah, I know. I definitely think they would, they're vaccinated too, right? Like, I think they're vaccinated. I mean, if Azalea Banks... Easy boys, if you want to let us know if you're vaccinated or not. If Azalea Banks is vaccinated, right? Do you think Kanye's vaccinated? I think Kanye thinks he's vaccinated. But does that mean he's actually vaccinated, though? Jesus walks! 
which leads me directly into the next title shift. You led yourself directly into the next title shift? No, you did, because you set me up, because I want to know how Jesus would manage Facebook as CEO. The ultimate benevolent figure. So, I don't... As the leader of that cesspool. So, I don't know if Christian Mingle is doing too well, but I imagine it would be somewhere along the lines of however good Christian Mingle is doing right now. How would uh, censorship on Facebook go with that? Uh, so are you asking me if Jesus would... I'm talking about the Jesus that we talked about last week, not Christian nationalism Jesus. <laughs> I'm thinking Christian fundamentalist white nationalism not, Jesus. Not, not Killer Mike's portrayal of white Jesus. I'm thinking of the Good Shepherd, like, how do we make everybody as happy Just showing up as like- possible and being like, and then he goes on to like, like, hey guys, Nazis, like Trump yard cool sale man. Pasadena group on Facebook. Hey, look, I know you like the aesthetic of the Confederate flag, and I feel like, you know, you think it may be. It's like, nah, I mean, let's not pretend like Jesus wasn't flipping tables and like chasing people out of, you know, churches. with Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus was a gangster. Jesus was a gangster. He didn't snitch. I mean... <sighs> Jesus hung on a cross so he didn't snitch. Like Lil' Kim. Uh, <laughs> so... He would definitely be cooler than Mark Zuckerberg, right? <laughs> like, do you think Mark Zuckerberg looks at himself like Jesus? Do you think sometimes... When I think Mark Zuckerberg looks at himself like Lucifer. I feel like Mark Zuckerberg is definitely the kind of guy to have a Jesus complex. Oh, right? yeah. Like, Which makes him Lucifer. Uh... <laughs> I wonder if Mark Zuckerberg looks in the mirror and sees his real face. You mean the lizard face? Remember, snakes are reptiles. I, I knew snakes were reptiles, right? I just questioned it for a second because... Question you made me Google it. Look, we both make each other Google shit. Well, look, because, you know, are spiders bugs or are they insects? They're arachnids. Uh-huh, and an arachnid is not a bug, right? Which mm-hmm. is why I said, is a snake a reptile, right? Because Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Do you have another It's like my too? saying that like dumb and stupid are different, just like intelligent and smart are different. That's fair. Do you have another title show? I do. I wanna know what What love is I wanna know I want you to show me what Drake's life would be like if he lived the career arc of Will Smith. I want to know Drake as Fresh Prince to all the way to Drake at Red Table Talk. I mean... Especially at Red Table Talk. It's kind of where we're at now, right? I guess 
he just hasn't been able to transition back into acting, right? And I guess that would be to say that Drake's acting was ever like Will Smith caliber. Like Will Smith Has is Drake a, acted? Yes. Well, oh yeah, right. Degrassi. Degrassi, right? Like, and I mean, maybe she will. Wow. <laughs> First name never. Last name walking. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. If y'all remember, Drake was an actor before he was a rapper. Started um, from the bottom and still here. It's like Drake pulled the opposite of a Will Smith, right? Like Will was a good rapper, and but never like you know fucking. He was local famous. Him and Jazzy Jeff were local famous. No, they were like national famous, right? That's how Will Smith was able to transition into acting because he was like, him and like LL Cool J were like two of like the first rappers and like Rump DMC to like go global, global, right? To hit Uh like middle America and do numbers. That was like the impact of like Will Smith and like Jazzy Jeff. Did he get the first Grammy while he was doing Fresh Prince? Yeah, I think so. Something nobody can take away from him. First ever hip-hop Grammy. First hip-hop Grammy. So yeah, parents just don't understand. That's what I thought it was. 1989, right? So like... You're still talking talking like... Oh, yeah, right before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, the actual TV show. I thought you meant like when he was still doing the rap act. Like, I know he's the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Right. But when I'm talking Fresh Prince, I'm like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you take into account that that whole show was to be like a spinoff of his rap personality, right? Like, that's yeah. what the show was kind of like playing into. But my whole point was it's the opposite of Drake, right? Like, <laughs> Drake started out acting and was like an okay actor. Like, his scenes in Degrassi weren't. I always think about it now because Drake is like certified lover boy, which is so fucking funny to me because like in Degrassi, he was like getting played left and fucking right. <laughs> Yo. I mean, he so, can't turn well in the wheelchair. Stop. No, I'm talking about like even before then, son. But now he is like, like keep it a band, but you keep it funky. Like that nigga is like the face of rap at the moment, like internationally. Like when you say rap, you think Jay-Z, Drake, Eminem. And Kanye could never. And Tupac. (laughs) Did you say Kanye could never? (laughs) And probably Kanye too, though. And that's how Russia was founded. Although, right now, the number one and number two streaming rappers on Spotify are Doja Cat and fucking... uh, Lil Nas X, but I don't know how I feel calling them rappers. I mean, Doja Cat, maybe Lil Nas X. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just over here still listening to grimy New York shit. But <laughs> I was listening to Griselda on the way up here and fucking Icewear Vezo, and I'm <laughs> yeah, y'all can have that. Nothing wrong with Doja Cat. I just, I, I told y'all, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Lil Nas X's actual music, and that has nothing to do with his fucking sexuality. <laughs> like, I just don't like that nigga music. Break! How do you feel about like all the supply chain? 
calamity that's going on? I mean, it's not affecting me too much. I buy local, as you know, a good person should. Right. I mean, that would that seems like it would be one of the easy solutions to a lot of the problems that we're having right now with like a lot of the shipping, but. I, I went to Dunkin' Donuts to go get coffee the other day and um, them niggas didn't have any donuts and they was blaming it on the supply chain issues and I was like, damn, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, Wawa just had supply chain issues. That's true. It's like, kind of annoying. Like, I'll go in and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get my strawberry smoothie and then they don't have it so I have yeah. to go to the Wawa farther up the street. I mean, <laughs> Starbucks has been getting hit with that shit a lot too. Well, fuck uh, Starbucks. <laughs> my man is like, yeah, no. I, I think McDonald's just, is coffee. It really is. It's the McDonald's of coffee. No, well, yeah, that that is true. I think, though, a lot of what's going on with the supply chain issues and stuff that's being ignored is the fact that these are all problems that we would have had regardless of COVID. I mean, a lot Did of I tell it, you I was working at Starbucks during that racial sensitivity training we all had to do? I remember because I ran into you there. When you were working. Oh, there. yeah. And, uh, like, the, the racial sensitivity <laughs> video, it was, like, directed by Common. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yo, that just feels like so. It was like, all right, we're going to move on to this next chapter now. Extra for no fucking reason. Speaking of Spotify, did you see that Takashi 69 Spotify got hacked by a bunch of, God, was it Trippy Red fans? Yeah. Yeah, and they put this nigga... They changed his, um, like... I was gonna say the Stop Snitching account. They changed his profile picture to, like, an Animorphs version of him (laughs) morphing into a rat. (laughs) (laughs) And they put, like, a bunch of dicks and shit up there. That's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Oh, he's never gonna live that down. Nah, I mean... You know Carmelo Anthony was in a Stop Snitching video? I'm not surprised, like... It was a whole movement, thanks to Cameron. Not only that, but, like, he's from Baltimore, so... Remember, Cameron... I caught myself earlier this week saying Baltimore. (laughs) I was like, oh... Remember, Cameron went on Bill O'Reilly to defend that shit, right? Like, Cameron went on Bill O'Reilly to discuss the Stop Snitching movement. And that was where we got the infamous, if there was a serial killer living next door to you, Cameron, and you knew about it, would you call the police on him? (laughs) Cameron was like, no, bro, because in all honesty, Bill O'Reilly was just trying to trap this nigga in the snitching, right? Yeah. <laughs> to this day, can't. Well, now Cameron's like, I, I would, I would call the police on the serial killer next door, right? But I'm, I'm also like, come on, like, why did we even have to go there, Bill? That's why you won't have a show no more. Fuck it, let's do it live. God, man, like, <laughs> did you see that live? This nigga Donald Trump for no reason brought up the P tape again. Nope. In a room full of fucking donors. This nigga was just, you know, he was casually going on about election fraud and stuff like that. And, and also, casually. As he has been in at all his rallies and shit. And you, did you see that he's also telling his um, supporters not to vote in the 2022 and the 2024 elections? Because if they don't validate any of the voter fraud concerns that they've had, then, you know, it won't be worth voting. So he's just telling them not to go vote. And I'm like, that's so un-American. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> I think that's a very interesting position for you to take, right? Because I'm over here thinking this shit is fucking hilarious, right? Because it's just, it's almost, it's almost like that 5D chess that they're saying Donald Trump is playing. Like, what if this whole time he's been like an undercover, like Republic or an undercover Democrat, and he went like. <laughs> He went full undercover to completely tank the Republican Party from the My inside. biggest question <laughs> is who is they? Him and Hillary Clinton, right? No, 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 no. You say who they keep saying. Who is they? Oh, they keep saying that Donald Trump is doing 5G chess? Yeah. It's the Q people, right? Like, the whole QAnon movement. Yeah, they've been saying they've been doing... He's been playing 5D chess this whole time, but I'm like, what if he's like actually an undercover, like covert democratic op, right? And the only reason he was actually able to get like anything passed is because, you know, the Democrats are low key, like centrist corporate anyway, right? So- Is that how they draw in the liberal side? Yeah, because they make, that's how they keep them distracted, right? Like, they make it seem like they're fighting this big evil thing when he's actually, like, tearing the Republican Party apart. <laughs> and they can't move without him now. They can't even fucking function without him. Nikki Haley, they were talking about Nikki Haley doing, like, a potential presidential run. And she said she's only going to consider it if Donald Trump doesn't announce the fact that he's running, right? Like, that's how fucking much of a stranglehold he has on the Republican Party at the moment. You know what I think is hilarious? Huh. All of, like, the right-wing YouTube content and shit is lower quality. <laughs> because I think all the people who are, like, more tech and production savvy probably aren't fucking with that. Also, because they spend all yeah, their money... Yeah, you're fucking high-quality 720p. I was gonna say they spend all their money on guns and shit. <laughs> so... To defend their right to make shitty content. By the way, we have a Patreon. No one's gonna donate to our Patreon. It's unfortunate. I mean, we're out here though. Being hopeful. Screaming into the void. However, if you happen to be looking for trading cards, you could stop by Token FTG in Edgewater. And with your first purchase, if you mention that the flood with Doc and Ziggy sent you, you can get a free pack of Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh or Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, or whatever card game they have in stock of your choice. That's right. Go on down to Token MTG in Edgewater, Maryland, and if you mention the flood with Doc and Ziggy, you get your free. You could get yourself a free booster pack of any one of those selections. And you might even see me there. Come catch these hands. <laughs> That's right. We fight fans. <laughs> With trading cards. No, I fight fans. Like, if you show up, <laughs> we need to square up. Like, it's, it's on site. <laughs> you call me and you're like, all right, Dan, it's that time. I need to get that one time with the chain whip. And that's just to let y'all know one more time. None of this shit is normal. <laughs> Be safe, guys. All you women out there, don't stay at the Cambria Hotel in Washington. They're kidnapping people and putting them into human trafficking. We're not going to give you any more context. Just believe us. What? <laughs> and remember, keep your death threats to 140 <laughs> characters or less. Unless they're for the Cambria Hotel. 
<laughs> I mean, don't directly threaten the staff there either. Don't fucking comment ping pong this shit. <laughs> Just look it up on Twitter. For your own safety. Deuces! Deuce! Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Oh, Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is time to talk about black stuff.